Hi, everyone. Welcome to Taz Talk, the show where we talk about the Adventure Zone podcast. We are talking about um, Amnesty Episode 12 today, the lunar interlude, as it were. Um, Chelsea, you got your references to H2O got getting all fucked up. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. So there you go. So, like, inter arc <laughs> continuity. So that's, I get. Okay, let's just dive right into it then. Um, <laughs> well, my, my number one thing that I was hoping for with this inter- lunar interlude is that we were going to hopefully get some um, closure with a bunch of things that I hoped that they were going to revisit and, you know, have some finality about. And we didn't really get uh-huh. that. I mean, H2, whoa, that was, was, that was fun. Um, I think, I mean, we got closure for that and we got a little bit of interesting, um, insight as to what the locals think of the event. Like we had, um, yes, was it, was it Eugene or was it someone else? It was Eugene. It was, there was Eugene was the bartender and then Herbert was the guy. Yes. Yes. But Eugene is the one that thought it was aliens, right? Yes. So he said that he had an experience where he was a sucked up into a portal and examined by ephemeral beings, I believe he said. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think... I would describe the creature that came out of Aqualung as an ephemeral being. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, it it sounded a whole lot like the Sylvan stuff. Also, I think they were playing the Sylvan... You know how the Sylvan theme is like tinkly kind of music i could be making this up but i could have sworn like the music that plays when they're talking about sylvan things i could have sworn that that was playing at in the background of eugene's story but i well i I don't know there wasn't there wasn't in the background of his story there wasn't tinkly music there was distinctly ominous alien abduction music oh okay i thought that was the sylvain music okay 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 (laughs) it might be i don't know the themes of this arc that well yet it might have been um i don't remember the sylv the sylvan's themes being like ominous and i don't think they would have been (laughs) and this was definitely like spooky alien music yeah that's true i think that there is a musical cue for when they talk about sylvain or maybe the unknown um yeah yeah maybe it's not specifically sylvain but you know they say aliens and we know sylvain's a different planet so i'm gonna assume that he fell into a sylvain portal or something but yeah it's definitely possible um Again, at this point, I'm not sure which aliens are which, so I'm mm. like, it would be simp- definitely like Occam's Razor, it was the Sylvans, but I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, oh, he, oh, named, he named a specific date <laughs> about when he had this encounter, which I wish I had done some research and looked up the other relevant dates in the campaign so far, but he yeah. said November 15, 1988, which oh, that's hey, that, 30 years ago, yeah, right? That would fall, yeah, that would fall into the And that's the when the Pine frame. Guard started, right? Yep, 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 yep. That's the so, time frame. Yes, so I think that's very interesting. Um, we have so many recurring, well, potentially recurring characters. So going back to my original point is that yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of loose ends that I was hoping were going to get resolved and they didn't really mm, get addressed. Mm-hmm. There, there was no epilogue for those characters. Which I'm trying to compare it to balance. I'm like, after the Purple War, did they have an epilogue or resolution with Roswell and... Absolutely. They went back and, like, talked to everyone. Right? After Crystal Kingdom, yeah. didn't they go, like, didn't... We at least kind of knew what happened to what's-his-face. He... Yeah. Yeah. We, they told Lucretia he was dead. Spoilers. And then he ran off <laughs> to go, ex- yeah. like, explore the world. Like, 
we we found out what happened to these characters immediately following their arcs. So I think <laughs> I was kind of hoping for that kind of resolution for this Like with too. Calvin and yeah. Pigeon? Yeah, like it's, it's okay, kind of yeah. implied after their last encounter with Calvin that he had, he wants nothing to do with them. But I was kind of hoping for at least like a head nod and then walking in different directions. Like I, I was kind of hoping for at least that note of... You did good, you know, or something. Yeah. I mean, for me, for me, I don't care about Calvin as much as I cared about, like, Roswell and June. Oh, yeah, that's or, true. Or, you know, like the other, or like a were, robot whose name I can't remember all of a sudden. <laughs> they were What's her name? Prominent. Noelle. Oh, Noelle, Noelle. Well, yeah. yeah, but Pigeon, though, like, Pigeon came out and helped them. Like, and we didn't even see Barclays. I forget that Barclays in a lot of these scenes. Yeah. He kind of just does one thing and then... You know, we focus on the boys, which is fine. But, like, Barclay knows that Pigeon knows, and Barclay didn't, like, react to it or respond to it, and then I... Yeah, like, I, I still don't feel satisfied with that story thread. And it, I do, like, they kind of referenced it, Griffin referenced it briefly in the intro to this episode. Um, it was interesting that he referred to her as a contractor. Yeah, um, I think they're going to stick with that term, and I, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm very endeared to it. Because maybe, and this is all conjecture, because we just don't know... But maybe what it is, is, like, she, or maybe, like, Duck is, is, like, okay, we'll invite you to these huntings, but I can't tell you anything about them. But maybe she's so game, because she's just like, all right, hell yeah, that she doesn't need to know, but she's just yeah, like, maybe. you need, you need me know. to shoot things, I will shoot them, you know? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still interested in how much she potentially knew before the campaign started, just mm, because that's of... True. Yeah, like, you know, Eugene got abducted by aliens. There's, like, there's clearly... It just doesn't make sense to me for... I think I talked about this last time, but it doesn't make sense to me that this has all been going on around this town for so long and the townsfolk wouldn't already have some inkling of, like... Like some superstitions about it, so I, yeah. I would love to see in the future more like stories like Eugene's. I thought I that was really that cool. Too. Yeah. yeah, it it really ties. So as much as they're like fleshing out the geography of the place, it really fleshes out the culture of the place too. Um, and we've we've seen some characters and their reactions to uh, like all the supernatural stuff. Like I keep thinking about Police Chief Zeke because he was so strongly like, you keep your supernatural mumbo-jumbo, like, you're just doing, it's not real, you're just doing it to make a buck out of living here, you know? Like, yeah. that's, th- there's clearly that kind of um, um, resentment, sort of, to the yeah. whole thing. And then there's yeah. also, there's also when, when this whole thing started, Ned was about to be evicted, and he was, fr- he was saying that it was because of the people at City Hall, and how they don't, like, they, they wanted to encourage wholesome tourism instead of like oh yeah that's tourism. right yeah yeah so like there's a whole layer of of how do the people around here feel about the whole cryptid situation so yeah that's interesting yeah i also liked um how in the beginning of the episode when they were talking Griffin was giving like the brief recap and he talked about how he said that H2O got in Fandolin. <laughs> um, I really like when they make references to the balance arc. And I think it's because the pe- people who normally make references to things are fans of that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And when hearing the creators make references to their own work, it makes it feel like they're fans of their thing too. And they like it. And that makes me really happy. Yeah. So I always like when I hear that. I love hearing um, in fiction, in jokes. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, I, I just, every time I'm reminded of like, or every time it seems like 
Griffin's making a reference to this thing that he made that he's really proud of. It always <laughs> makes me feel really warm inside. Yeah. Because I want, I want them all to be proud of what they did, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so how about that French onion soup? <laughs> I can't believe that their grandma was just like in this episode. Right? Wasn't that cute? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um we we spent a whole 13 minutes talking about French onion soup. So I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm going to I'm going to go out and get some French onion soup. <laughs> yeah, it does sound really delicious actually. Yeah. Um, um one other of, thing. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Uh you go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I was just going to say um we're learning a whole lot about um duck and like duck's kind of backstory last episode we got to see his first encounter with minerva this episode we get to hear about his escapades with tabitha one of his girlfriends (laughs) his lady friend when he was about 18 his older lady friend his older lady friend yeah and how french onion soup made him you know think about his mortality and i think that was just kind of like really neat because griffin didn't plan for any of that griffin went into this whole thing saying oh, i don't really have anything planned yeah yep. and then duck pulls all this out mm-hmm. um, one thing that one thing that was weird about that to me is that in the it was either the last episode or the episode before minerva appeared and they specifically said yes. that duck wouldn't have ta- talked about them wouldn't have told him about Minerva, and he, like, made an excuse to go talk to her. Yeah. And now he's talking to Ned openly about her and yeah. about his history with her. So, I mean, I can only assume that sometime... Griffin said two weeks had passed, so I can only assume that sometime in those two weeks he told them about Minerva, which is a conversation that I would have liked to see, yeah. but I guess, you know, like, you can't see everything, so I yeah. guess it makes sense. But, I mean, for continuity's sake, like, yeah. I, I would have also liked it, because in my, my established understanding of the world was that Duck hadn't, like, Duck was keeping Minerva a secret. But I also kind of think, like, for Ned, because Ned was keeping Beacon safe for him while he was taking a break, so yeah. I, I kind of think maybe he was trying to keep it from... Um, from Aubrey because uh, you know what I would accept that as the explanation yeah. that would make sense to me and I also like how it adds another layer to like Ned and Duck's friendship yeah. I think they have like an interesting history together so that actually that is a that is an acceptable explanation <laughs> but it was kind of weird where it was like I, I I was able to make the like fill in the gaps but yeah. for a second I was like wait a minute I thought they didn't know about her oh yeah so, no. It, it was yeah. a it was, was a, weird it was a difference that was big enough that it made us both like it prompted us both to talk about it because I also wrote that down I was like <laughs> wait a minute yeah um, but you know that being said when Duck first encountered Minerva I think he was like pretty like what do you mean save the world okay I'm just a kid but okay uh-huh. versus I think he was maybe thirteen I could be making that up but he was like younger it's something like that yeah, yeah. by the time he gets to eighteen he says that's the first time he denied Minerva like that's the first time he just wanted to you know like live live another day to eat French onion soup so part of me now we have a couple of different scenes that Griffin can choose to play out with Duck like there could like between the ages of 13 and and 18 Duck might have been going on nightly adventures to go save the world with with Minerva and that could have like yeah yeah like he could be doing a ton of different things and that there's a lot of potential for fun like backstory stuff but then there's also potential for what happens after the French onion soup. Uh, so at some <laughs> point, he's going to meet up with Ned. And at some point, Ned's going to hold Beacon for him. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's there's a couple of different duck 
DuckTales <laughs> that we can <laughs> choose to explore. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Ned, Ned didn't really have a whole lot for us to analyze this much, although... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna squeeze on to the end real quick. The the potential of uses for did he settle on backup or on crew? I forget. I wanted to talk about this too because I think he settled on like the crew or no, I forget. I, for, he, I, I think I, he settled. I got very distracted by the internet that I don't actually know what they settled <laughs> on. I think he settled on the one where he can like call around the town. Like I think the one where he kind of has a. Uh, Saturday Night Dead fan club essentially that yeah. he can tap into. Yeah. But I was thinking the idea of Ned with any kind of bodyguard would have been so hilarious. I really <laughs> wanted that. I just like thought that would be such a funny idea. And I, I think they, when they were talking about it, also realized the comedic potential. But yeah. I also really love him having like a cult following. I, I think love that's that really too. cute. I like in like I Loki was kind of ex- like hoping that maybe they would be like bodyguard like a dog bodyguard like he gets a golden <laughs> like a golden not a golden retriever that's not aggressive enough a German shepherd that oh my Ned gosh. just adopts and then he gets to use him in battle like that that would be really cool cuz I think a dog I can't yeah oh, I think like making in fiction things for a dog to do would be a little bit easier than like say a rabbit which is why Dr. Harris Bonkers yes. hasn't really been yes, around so much but like if they had a dog I can't imagine Ned being a pet person, but it might end up being, like, one of those fun, like, odd couple situations where he, like, you know, he's just kind of a shady guy, but then he has (laughs) his dog that he loves and dotes on. That might be cute. I think that'd be cute. Um, Yeah, the kind of thing that I want to see with the Saturday Night Ned, wait, Saturday Night (laughs) (laughs) Ned, the the fan club of his is, you know, I kind of want to see... What I'm kind of hoping is going to happen is Kirby is going to set up... Because Kirby was dealing with the social media sort of aspect for um, the Cryptonomica anyway. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe... I want more... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, you keep going. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I, I want to see maybe like a forum kind of thing or like a Craigslist <laughs> kind of thing where if if Ned casually just says to Kirby, hey, you know, I need like a code breaker. Do you know how I could get around to doing <laughs> yeah. that? And like either he posted on, on the actual website of the Cryptonomica or like he goes onto Craigslist and like mm-hmm. finds someone. Like I think there's yeah. a lot of potential for drafting, like drumming up extra help on the internet. Yeah, I think so too. And also, I want more scenes with Kirby. I want more scenes with Kirby too. We're like we didn't even see him this time. Yeah, give us more Minerva. Give us more Kirby. Yeah, give us more uh, Danny and Aubrey also. Yeah, well, we got a little bit of that at least this time. That's true. That's yeah. true. But those are do... my. Do- I was hoping Aubrey was going to ask Danny to teach her to snowboard yeah. or whatever yeah, instead yeah. of Jake Cool Ice. But I, I, I also appreciate like. Giving Jake Cool Eyes a little bit of screen time. Yeah. You know, and we have so many other, like, we have so many NPCs this go-around. Um, we we spent a lot of time learning about the Hornets, and because we're going into November, I think it's really interesting that Griffin is keeping time, and he's telling us specifically when each arc is happening. And I right. kind of wonder if at the end of this, it's going to, like, culminate to something. But anyway, mm. um, I also kind of think he's he's telling us when it is so that we can frame like West Virginia in the in the yeah. correct kind of like mood and, and yeah. setting and stuff. Um but he we're going into winter. We spent a lot of time learning about the Hornets. I have a feeling that we're gonna like um tango with a abdominable snow person. 
like a yeti I, I think that's our next cryptid i think it's gonna be a yeti because we're gonna go <laughs> into like snowy environment all right you're calling it i'm calling it and and the hornets like the, they are primed to either get attacked and you know like they are the new customers for the amnest trio to you know help with like uh-huh. figure out the cryptid and stuff because I think that's how each of these arcs are going to play out, is that a normal person gets attacked, they go to the cryptonomica, and then they we solve the mystery, you know? So I think Yeah, the, that sounds right to me. Yeah, I think the Hornets are going to be the next targets. It might also be fun if they, like, have to team up with the Hornets. Oh, Although yeah. that's what's happened already. The person that, that gets attacked, they end up teaming up with. Yeah, at least a little bit. But that would be fun, because now we already have that tension built. Yeah, yeah, and, I would like that. yeah. So I hope that that happens. I, I bet when it when it happens three or four weeks from now, you and I, we, we will cheers, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I want to clarify one thing real quick, mm-hmm. um, which is that Keith Hornet basically knows that Aubrey can do magic, right? That was the hard, that was like the long the hun- con yeah. hard move that yeah. Griffin pulled, which is like him somehow like knowing that Aubrey made him slip. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder how he figured that out. Right. I, I think if mm-hmm. I if it something happened if something like that happened to me, I would just be freaked out and and uh-huh. sad that I like ate it in front of these people I was trying to intimidate. <laughs> um, maybe it's because Aubrey made those snide comments or something. But I well, I think I mean, and you, you don't like. We live in a the modern unsuperstitious age. Like you don't yeah. think. Oh, someone made snide comments, and they they must have did, made this happen to me. Unless yeah. you have some previous experience or beliefs with weird stuff happening around the town. Yeah, well, maybe. Which makes me think that this guy Keith like already knows something. Yeah, and that's why he was able to like put it together. Living in Kepler, like across the street from the Cryptonomica, maybe they have just a, a certain level of accepted knowledge that there is supernatural stuff happening. But you know, yeah, what, that's possible. What would be really interesting is those hornets were recording like a, a music video or something like a promotional video but yeah. like what if one of them had a camera going and they recorded that moment and they saw like Aubrey like wave her hands or chant something or something like what if they uh, caught something on film that would be neat wouldn't, yeah wouldn't that be juicy that'd be so juicy yeah that'd be super juicy yeah I agree so Thacker what the hell um so okay my my biggest question about that whole thing was while they are going to have their fun times in the cellar building up their their infirmary and building up What the their... hell are they going to do with Thacker? What the hell are they going to do with Thacker? Does he just have his That's own corner? That's a good question. Yeah, Is he I just going to be growling at them from behind a net or something? Like what so happened? So do you th- do you think what happened to him you know how you're supposed to have sylvan clothes or you go crazy? Yeah. So do you think he just lost his patch or whatever he had that was helping him? Yeah. 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 And so that's that's where Mama was this whole time, right? Is she went out to go find Thacker in, in hopes of figuring out, like, what is causing the abominations or what's causing the weird, like, increase in intensity. Yeah, because apparently and... it's ramping up. Yeah, yeah. So she went out and didn't tell anyone, but she went into Sylvain, hoping to find Thacker. She found Thacker, dragged him home, hurt herself in the meantime. Yeah. So I guess we're going to try to rehabilitate Thacker? Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Maybe like, it's I like... I am interested in seeing... Because it seems like a parallel process to the Sylvains going feral. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I want to know more about that 
mechanic essentially yeah i'm hoping it's kind of maybe like spirited away where if you eat our food uh you don't go invisible so maybe if he just eats enough of barclay's food he'll uh <laughs> remember that he's human and stuff could be you know that thing about not like whether or not you can eat the food of the dead mm. or like eat food in like fairyland or whatever mm. is like a common trope in mythology oh yeah 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 Maybe that's why Barclay is the chef, because, you know, he just makes it really <laughs> um, You know, does that whole stuff. But um, my last note, and this is kind of technical, but how are they mm-hmm. dealing with healing? Does anyone even need healing? I'm not keeping track of HP, so I don't Oh, know. yeah. I mean, I guess it's probably just, like, this is something that I know in D&D there are special rules you can play with that make healing more difficult. Like, yeah. normally it's, like, you do a long rest, which takes uh, about eight hours, and then you get all your HP back. But you can play with rules that make it like only a one-hour rest mm. needs gets all your HP back. If you want it to be a little bit easier, or if you want it to be more challenging, you can do like it takes like several weeks yeah. to heal major injuries, like yeah. act, like more like real time. I think um, they've I think they've talked about what happens if you drop below fifty percent health because I think oh yeah. They mentioned, and this is going way back, like when they were still experimenting with this, but they were saying that if your health drops below 50%, like you have to go to the hospital or something. You have to get medical okay, attention. Yeah, so I yeah guess, that makes sense. Like I, Duck slammed his head really hard at the yeah. end of the last one. But I mean, I guess he's probably fine. I yeah. don't think it takes that long to recover from a concussion. It, no. Even if that's like the worst he suffered. Yeah. So I guess they just haven't been hurt enough that they would need to be healed or to go to an infirmary. So as cute as it is that Duck now has this animal hospital functioning as like an infirmary for their human people, um, they they haven't really needed it so far. So I hope to like what I maybe Griffin will put them in a position where they do get really hurt and where they do need to heal people. I hope. Yeah, but, I mean you know I'm sure it's coming up. Yeah, well like they you said, can't... like if they if they got the the. The chill room? Crap, what's it called? The Haven? No, the mm, panic room. If they yeah. got the panic room, he would put them in a situation where they would need to use it. Uh-huh, yeah, that's yeah. right. So, I mean, maybe that's true. I'm excited to see how they're going to use their their little cellar place. Me too. I, I thought all that was really cute yeah. and, like, a very appealing mechanic. Yeah. All right, that that's all of my notes. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> if you want to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at taztalkpodcast at gmail.com or you can reach us on Tumblr at taztalk.tumblr.com. Um, we're also on Twitter. We are at taztalkpodcast. All right. Excited for this next monster. Um, so excited. We'll see if it's a Yeti. I know. We don't get it for another month. Um, I'm actually going to see the boys at Comic-Con next week. So oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.